Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and it is so good to have you here. I want to take a moment and just give a huge shout out to all of the new Glojo community members. Hello. Um, thank you for joining me here. And to all of the returning Glojo members, community members, we are a community. We're growing. I forget if I shared this last week, so I'll share it now. Cool stat. The Glojo podcast is now downloaded and listened to in over 73 countries. What? 73. The goal that I set at the beginning of the year was to reach 100 in 2022. So if you have international friends, share it, send it their way. And it's also streaming in 855 cities. How cool would it be to make it a thousand? And a huge shout out and thank you to everyone who downloads episodes. That really makes a difference. And a huge shout out to everyone who's recently downloaded episodes or left a review or rated the show. Thank you so much. It means more to me than you know for podcasters and podcasts. That is the way to help us grow. Let's dive in to the episode for the week. Are you ready for this? All right, here we go. This is short and sweet, but powerful. It packs a lot of punch. So let's just dive into this. This week, we're talking about how to get off of the coulda, woulda, shoulda train. I think we have all been on this crazy, crazy ride at one point in our lives, beating ourselves up, going back, rethinking about a conversation or a scenario or an event and thinking of like, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that. Oh, I should have, if I would have known better, if I would have blah, 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 insert that sentence. And then there's the shouldas. Oh my goodness. How often do we should all over ourselves? way too often. And so this episode is dedicated to everyone who finds themselves on this crazy coulda, woulda, shoulda train. This is like, I'm thinking of the Monopoly games, the lines right now. This is like the CWS train or the CWS line. So we're going to get the heck out of there. I'm going to share a simple process for you that you can apply to your life anytime you catch yourself in this cycle. And so why do we want to get off of this train? If it's not obvious yet, it's painful to be on the coulda, woulda, shoulda train. It's like we're beating ourselves up over and over and over again. And it's dangerous. It is a slippery slope. And to be honest, it's just not the best use of our precious time and our precious energy, and especially our creative minds and our creative capacity. Let's make a commitment to use our minds to think of incredible things, to think of solutions, to think of what we want to create in our life versus living in the past. And so here's the thing. When we live in the past, we are more prone to depression. That's right. 
If you find yourself being depressed, chances are you find yourself in the loop where you're going back and you're thinking about incidents that were probably not ideal for many reasons and not to take away from the difficulty or the trauma of that scenario, but it's just not the most productive way to think about things, move forward, and really honor our emotions or even honor that person from the past as well. Now, if you live in the future, you're more prone to anxiety. Um, This is what Gabby Bernstein calls future tripping. If you're future tripping and you're trying to figure out all of the scenarios that might happen, you're most likely living in worry wart energy. That's also not productive. So we don't want to get on that train either. So aside from being completely unproductive and making us feel like doo-doo, when you go and relive the past, especially if it's a traumatic experience, you can actually re-trigger that trauma in your body. So your body is experiencing that trauma over and over again, most likely activating fight or flight or fawn, which we now know is a thing as well, fawn or freeze. And that's not a productive state to make any decisions from or to be able to move forward in our life. All right. So I think we're all on the same page. We do not want to be on the coulda, woulda, shoulda train. We want to get off of that and take back control, take back control of our lives, take back control of our thoughts, of our actions, our behaviors, what we say, do, and think every single day, because it is what we say, do, and think every single day that creates our future and creates our future self. And so here is the four-step process for getting off of the train and getting on to a new line. So first things first, step number one, stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop your thoughts, unless you're driving. You don't want to stop in the middle of traffic, but you know what I mean. Catch yourself. Stop the craziness. Stop the madness. Stop the thoughts that are looping around and around and around. Just stop. Give yourself a timeout and take a deep breath. And just let it go. Just stop. That is the very first thing. And by stopping, you are interrupting this pattern. You are interrupting the loop. Here's a tip to help you catch yourself in these moments and begin to rewire your behavior. So it is common for the ladies out there. This would be easier for you because we wear hair elastics around our wrists a lot. And so I've been to different events and trainings. A trick to change your thoughts and your behavior is to wear an elastic around your list or around your wrist. And when you catch yourself thinking about the unwanted thing or doing the old behavior, you snap it. Now, this isn't a punishment to hurt yourself, even though if you snap it really hard, it would hurt yourself. I'm not going to encourage you to do that. What this is, is a pattern interrupt. I've studied neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy, and one of the most important things is for us to interrupt the unwanted behaviors, because when we interrupt the unwanted behaviors, we're jolting ourselves out of that pattern, out of that cycle, out of that loop, the hamster wheel that we've been living on. And so this snap or this stop is pausing, and you're going to just get off of that hamster wheel, okay? 
Step number two, you know that I love a good reflection. At the Glojo, one of my goals is to help you live an aligned, fulfilling life. In order to do this, self-awareness is a skill that needs to be developed and owned over time. Honed and owned. It's a tricky word for me to say. Um, and so reflection. Step number two is reflect. Now, this is an opportunity for you to think about the past, but instead of worrying and cycling around and getting nowhere, the difference is, is you're going to look at it from a productive perspective. What did you learn? What did this scenario teach you about yourself? What did this scenario teach you about the other person or the event or this situation? Now, most likely if you're on this coulda, woulda, shoulda train in this cycle, there's going to be a lot of emotions cycling. What you might notice as you're reflecting is that you're beating yourself up. You're blaming yourself. There's most likely blame, shame, guilt, regret, all of those not feel good emotions that are not productive either. They're not helping you change anything. And so we want to stop that. All right. And so if you catch yourself, if that's coming through when you're reflecting, pause and try your best to remove emotion and be objective. Try to look at this from a factual point of view. Totally factual. Let's try that. Okay. And so still go through, take responsibility. That's an important piece of the puzzle, but also make sure that you're looking at the other factors of the situation. And if you can really like highlight sort of like, okay, well, here's a key learning. And I learned that it's really easy for me to not put myself first, or it's really easy for me to let the opinions of others guide my actions, or it's really easy for me to whatever it is. And so sometimes I think when we reflect again, we can get caught up in the minutia and in the details. And so this is an opportunity for you to look at this from a bird's eye view, remove the emotion, be as objective as possible and focus on All right, moving on to step number three. Step number three is all about refocusing your energy. That's right. It is time to refocus. We are not going to live in the past or pay attention to the past. It is time to live here in the present moment and to think about the future and what we want to create in the future. And so again, when you're thinking about the past, you don't have any control because you cannot go back and change what's already happened unless time machine travel becomes a thing. And I do hope that happens in my lifetime. I think that would be really, really cool. But right now we don't have time machine travel. And so we are focused on the present moment and we're focused on what we want to create in the future. So here are a few prompts to help you refocus your energy. Number one, can. What can you control? What can you do? We can't control other people. We can't control how other people perceive us or what they think of us. So let's just let go of that, even though it is extremely difficult. But what can we control? We can control our mindset. 
Again, I realize it can be difficult, especially given certain scenarios and circumstances. And this is a practice. It's a muscle and it's something that, you know, I think we get better at over time. And when times are tough, it is challenging, but it's important to remember that we control our mindset, our attitude. We control our actions as well and our behavior. And so you'll notice that there's a level of self-responsibility here that is not always easy to do, but it is so worth it. Because when you take this radical self-responsibility and you're truly honest with yourself, that's when miracles can start to happen. That's when change can start to happen. Okay, so can, focus on what you can control. And I recommend you make a list, write all of that down, even keep it in your phone if you need reminders. The second thing, what do you need? If this is a really challenging circumstance or a really challenging time in your life, I think it's really important to focus on our basic needs. This is going back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm sure that there's been a lot of different variations and input on this over time and in recent years of things as, as things have progressed. But I always like to come back to this because it is that bottom layer of the pyramid that is absolutely essential for us humans to have taken care of so we can continue our journey up the pyramid and transcend. This is our basics, our basic needs, clothing, food, water, shelter. And so go back to the basics and maybe you have all of that, but take it one step further. What kind of food are you eating? Are you eating the comfort food that you know might make you feel a bit better in the moment, but not in the long run? Are you eating stuff that's just not good for you and actually makes you feel like crap? If that's the case, make sure you fuel yourself with food that is going to nourish you, nourish your being, nourish your body, because that is so important. Your environment. Maybe you do have a home and a roof over your head. I I hope that's my hope for everyone on this earth is that that's a possibility and that's a reality. Let's say if you're listening to this and you are in that situation, what is your environment like? Is it clean? I was talking with my mom last night and I said, man, I don't know when I became so messy. It's like my kitchen and my living area just gets out of control so fast. Now, yes, it is a smaller space. And so I feel like smaller spaces can become crowded and messy more quickly. But I also know that I can improve my habits to keep my space cleaner. And when I do that, I feel so much better. I feel grounded. I feel more creative. I have more clarity and I just feel better about myself. So assess your basic needs. All right. The next one. What do you want? This is the dreamer in me, the Pisces in me. What do you want to create in your life? How do you want to feel every day? How do you want to feel when you wake up? How do you want to spend your time? Who do you want to surround yourself with? How do you want to feel when you surround yourself with these people? And so this is really getting into what do you want? And then what do you want to move towards in your life? And so this is a really great opportunity for you to set some goals. Now, what I usually do is I come up with a million things that I want to do all at once. I charge forward and I burn myself out. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) I would recommend focusing on one or two things that you can really 
focus your attention on right now and that are going to have a positive impact in your life. All right, on to step number four. This is the last step, affirm. That's right. I want you to create a positive affirmation that you can use to replace the coulda, woulda, shoulda thoughts. So when you do that step one and you catch yourself looping and on that train and you, you know, you have your pattern interrupt, whether that's pulling an elastic on your wrist or just catching yourself and saying, whoop, calling it out, like calling myself out. I was doing that again. We're going to replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts, with thoughts that are going to give you hope, with thoughts that are going to make you feel good and lead you in the direction that you want. And so maybe an affirmation is, I am strong, I am grounded, and I can get through this. Or I am strong, I am grounded, and I have everything I need within me to get through this challenging time. Affirmations look so many different ways. Typically, you do try to focus on only positive within the affirmation. But again, depending on your circumstances, having an empowering statement where you are saying like, I'm removing myself from this situation and I'm focusing on it in a different way is powerful. So that's what we're going for. A powerful statement that can become your new go-to when you catch yourself in that loop in the future. All right, so let's do one more quick. And those are the four steps to getting off of the coulda, woulda, shoulda train. Stop, reflect, refocus, and affirm. I hope this episode was valuable for you. I had a lot of fun making this for you today and coming up with this process. If you have any requests, let me know. I am in the request taking mode. I'm planning out a ton of episodes right now. I'm in a creative phase. And so don't be shy. I would love to hear from you. And if you have any guests that you would love to see on the show or any topics, let me know. All right. That's all for now. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful week ahead and I will see you next week in the Glojo. Bye for now.